Hello, this is Favor. You are welcome to this episode of God's Will is Prosperity. In 2019, the total world wealth grew to 360.6 trillion US dollars, which amounts to 2.6% increase over the previous year. This growth exceeded that of the population. In spite of this increase, majority of the population are poor, needy, homeless, and lacking the basic good things of life. Many blame God for their poverty and lack. Some blame the government or lack of education, their family background, and the list of blame goes on. The question you need to ask yourself, does God want people to suffer? Is he doing this to punish mankind for their sins? No. Capital, no. In fact, God delights in our prosperity. The book of Psalm, in Psalm 35, clearly stated that he delights in the prosperity of his people. Why are so many Christians poor? Why are people thinking that prosperity is not for God's people or that it is worldly? It is absolutely a misconception. God has given us all things to enjoy. Follow me as we continue in this broadcast. First of all, I want us to define what prosperity is. According to God's word, what is true prosperity? Prosperity is God's idea and it is his will for his children. We must not think of prosperity the way the world thought. To the world, prosperity means accumulation of money and all that money can buy. And the increase in political power and positions. But true prosperity is allowing God's ability and power to flow through you to meet the needs of mankind, regardless of what those needs may be, be it spiritually, emotionally, mentally, relationally, financially, etc. It is living in the full understanding and manifestation of the blessing God pronounced on man at creation in Genesis chapter 1 and verse 28. In the beginning, God placed everything that man could use and enjoy in the Garden of Eden. God saw that Adam lacked no good thing. He has companionship, ability, abundance, and a kingdom. He told Adam to be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, and subdue it. That means using all his vast resources in the service of God and man. That's the Amplified Classic version. And for man to have dominion over every living creature. Adam was the master of the garden and God was the master of Adam. Everything was good until that fatal day when he committed high treason against God. In Genesis chapter 3. 
Adam was fully aware of the consequence before it partook of the fruit and made himself and his descendants servants of Satan, God's enemy. Adam died spiritually as the nature of Satan took over his once righteous spirit. He became a sinner. He became one with Satan. He was created a living soul, but he went from life to death and lived under the dominion of Satan and his demons, whom he sold out to. Adam gave his kingdom to his new master, Satan, who is cruel and merciless. Adam's children by natural birth, all mankind, will be born after his new dead nature, after Satan's nature. Romans chapter 5 verse 12 said, Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. Adam and his generations have to live under the curse of his new God. He and Eve were driven out of the garden of abundance. God's will was for Adam to live in prosperity. But by Adam's own choice, the lordship of Satan engulfed man in a curse that resulted in poverty and lack. The first thing that sin brought to them was nakedness. They discovered their nakedness. Sin removed the glory from them, which is a symbol of poverty. Nakedness is a symbol of no poverty and lack. They were driven out of a beautiful place to a place of toiling and hardship. You will find that in Genesis chapter 3 and verse 7, verse 22 to 23. They were driven out of the Garden of Eden. Even after that, God offers a plan of salvation for mankind. He has continually provided deliverance for man and freedom from the cause of poverty. Plan to restore the blessing on all mankind. By God Almighty. God in his mercy found a man named Abraham. Whose name he later changed to Abraham. To make a covenant with in order for the blessing to be restored. In Genesis chapter 12 verse 1 to 3. God called Abraham. And pronounced a blessing on him. And in Genesis chapter 17. Verse 1. To nine, he restored the blessing that he placed on mankind through Adam, through Abraham. Through Abraham's seed, Jesus, the blessing was restored to mankind, but only to those who return back to God through Jesus Christ. Money is just one aspect of prosperity. And that is what we are going to be looking at and talking about in this episode. Many Christians have misconception about money. They quote scriptures such as First Timothy chapter six and verse nine to ten. 
The amplified version rendered it well. He said, but those who crave to be rich fall into temptation and a snare and into many foolish, useless, godless and hurtful desires that plunge man into ruin and deception and destruction and miserable perishings. For the love of money is the root of all evils. It is through this craving that some have been led astray and have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves through with many acute mental pangs. This is the best rendering I've seen in the scriptures, the amplified classic version. God told us who to love in his word. It is the love of money that makes people to be destroyed. It is the love of money, the cravings for money that make people to pierce themselves with many acute mental pangs and lead them to destruction. God said in his word, we should love him with our spirit, with our soul, and with our body, which is our strength and might. In Luke chapter 10 and verse 27, God has answered that question for us. And in Matthew chapter 6 and verse 33, he said we should seek him above all things. We should seek him first. You will not need to seek after money when you seek God first and his righteousness. His way of doing things and being right. Number two, God commanded us to love our neighbors as ourselves. And number three, we are to love our brothers and sisters in Christ. Number four, you are to commanded to love your enemies. In Luke chapter 6 and verse 27 to 35. So God has clearly stated who to love. Money was not among. Money is a servant. It is not the root of evil. It is the craving and the greed for money and riches that drive men and women to do all sorts of ungodly things. To be financially rich as a Christian, it is a responsibility now. A big responsibility. As a Christian, God has destined you to be rich. You have been blessed that is the reason why Jesus came. That was why he died for you. He took your place. The believer who cares about the eternal destiny of others, to them, money matters. You are not just going to have enough for yourself, but you will have more than enough for others. For for those who think that money does not matter, money will not keep you from going to heaven. After all, Lazarus died. He died poor and went to heaven. Abraham died. He died rich, very rich, and went to heaven. 
Your poverty will not keep you from going to heaven, but it may keep others from going. In Zechariah chapter 1 and verse 17, God said, My city's true prosperity shall yet be spread abroad. Money is important to preach the gospel, to take it to places where you will not be able to reach, to send missionaries to mission, to support the printing of the Bibles and other gospel materials, such as the Rhapsody of Realities, which has been printed and translated to over 3,000 languages in the world and distributed freely to over 5 billion people around the world. As the coming of the Lord draws closer, there are still many people that need to hear the gospel. There are still many nations where the Bible is not allowed to enter. These materials can enter into these nations in their languages. Missionaries can be sent to these nations even from among the people there, as sponsors. If your money goes for you, it is you that went. Think about this. There are many rich people in the world. They use their money to sponsor terrorism and so many satanic ideas. Yet some Christians will complain when they hear that some others give to the church. Another reason that money matters is that we as Christians have been authorized to reign on the earth by Jesus Christ. In Romans chapter 5 verse 17. In Proverbs 22 verse 17 says, verse 7 says that the rich ruleth over the poor and the borrower is a servant to the lender. How can you reign in your nation, in your city, in your town or even in your family? in your community, if you are poor. The voice of a poor man is not heard, even if he is wise. Ecclesiastes chapter 9 and verse 15 to 16 paraphrase. The next thing why money matters is that God wants you to be rich and to enjoy life. John chapter 10 verse 10, the Amplified Version, third John verse 2, Look at it this way. How can God, your Father, who loves us so much, live in a beautiful place in heaven and want his children to live in a shack or to barely even have what to eat? It is an error for princes to work as servants on foot and the servants to ride on horses. Ecclesiastes chapter 10, verses 6-7. to Another reason why God wants us to prosper is so we can have to give to the poor, to be a blessing. Christians are not to be poor. Proverbs chapter 19 verse 17. As you reach out to the poor in the world, they come back and give thanks to your God on your behalf. Does they give thanks to God? It's bringing praises to him. If you look at 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and from verses 8 to 13, our giving causes others to give thanks to God. Reaching out to the poor is what we are called to do. Giving to those in need. God has blessed you so that you can be a blessing. If you are a seed of Abraham, 
This is your calling and this is your ministry. Psalm 112. This is the picture of a born again Christian. The one who uses money to serve God and humanity. This man is blessed because he gives to the poor. Last but not the least, poverty is a cause. As we have earlier seen, after man disobeyed and submits to Satan, the cause was described in detail in Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 15 to 68. It includes sickness, diseases, tragedy, misfortune, poverty, and lack. But you don't have to tolerate that because the price has been paid on your behalf. Christ has purchased our freedom from the curse. Galatians chapter 3 and verse 13 to 14. He has purchased our freedom. He has purchased your freedom. Not only that, he has engrafted us into the blessing of Abraham. We have been blessed with the blessed Abraham. Hallelujah. The second Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 9. This scripture always makes me to shout that Jesus Christ became poor for us to be rich. The same way he became sin for us to be righteous. He became poor for us to be rich. He, 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 he was our substitute. Therefore, you are not to be poor anymore. Poverty is inconsistent with your nature as a born-again Christian. Why do come Christians receive the righteousness of Jesus but rejected riches? They rejected his prosperity. It is ignorant. Wake up. It is time. It is time for you to wake up to reality and take what is yours. Satan has deceived so many Christians for so long. They are like the traveler who didn't know that his meal ticket was included in the traveling fare, in the ticket fare. So he refused to go to the canteen and refused to accept the food served in the plane. Almost all through the journey, until a concerned fellow traveler asked him why hasn't been coming to the canteen. He said he didn't have extra money for the meal. Some of them laughed him to scorn. Others pitied him. The traveler, the fellow traveler told him that his meal ticket has been paid together with his traveling ticket. He has starved for months in the voyage. Not eating good food, but biscuits. Crackers biscuits. When he heard that, he rushed to the canteen. He ate as much, as much, as much, and he was eating until he overfilled. He kept eating all the ones he has missed. Dear children of God, even if you are just hearing this, it is not too late for you to accept the provision of Jesus Christ. We are going to be talking more about how you can assess 
this prosperity. True prosperity is in Christ. The blessing of the Lord makes rich and he had no sorrow to it. That is why we call it true prosperity because it is not meant to destroy you. It is not meant to destroy you at all. You are that Psalm 112 man and woman. God bless you. I pray this prayer for you that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, will enlighten you, cause you to be illuminated so that you know the hope of his calling in your life and enjoy all the benefits and your inheritance in Christ Jesus all throughout your days on earth. And at the end, you will not miss the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. God bless you. I love you. Jesus love you. Amen.